From BYU Broadcasting's Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Anything I know about Swiss-American composer Ernest Bloch, our guest today knows much more and better. Jacob Jacob Hofer is currently writing his dissertation on the composer, and we'll chat with him about that in just a minute. Before pursuing a doctorate at the University of Utah School of Music, Jacob Hofer earned his bachelor and master degrees from Peabody Conservatory of Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore, Maryland. He's a founding member of the Roscoe String Quartet. They've been a guest on Highway 89 before. An award-winning ensemble, they performed at Utah Symphony's Deer Valley Music Festival, participated in the Juilliard String Quartet Seminar in New York City. He's adjunct faculty at Utah Valley University, as well as an instructor at Salt Lake's Gifted Music School. His counterpart at the piano this hour is Larry G, punching in his frequent accompanist card up to number 15 now. We'll have to figure out a prize for him when he hits, oh, say, 25 or so. We have some beautiful music for violin today. And first, we're going to hear an excerpt that is all kinds of atmosphere. This is from Nigun, or Improvisations from the Baal Shem Suite by Ernest Bloch, from his Three Pictures of Hasidic Life. Translated that Balshem means master of the name. This is Jacob Hofer.
Music from Ernest Bloch's Balshem Suite performed in stu- studio live by Jacob Hofer with Larry Gee at the piano. <clears throat> this is Highway 89. Jacob Hofer, welcome. Thank you for coming and playing for us today. Thank you. That was the second movement of three from the Balshem Suite, and uh, I'm not very familiar with it. Are the other two movements, are they that dramatic? Yes, they they are. Well, uh, yeah, I think that was maybe the most dramatic, but they're definitely in the same. Just category. with those double stops yeah. all the way through and arpeggios from bottom to top. It's... Yes, the third movement is a lot happier. It's more of a celebration. <laughs> it's a nice, nice ending for a third movement, and the first movement is uh, maybe I'd say the same amount of passion and emotion, but a little simpler. So this is definitely the meat and potatoes of the. 
of the of oh, beautiful, the set. beautifully played. You're at the conclusion of an era in your own life. You have your two music degrees from Peabody Conservatory, and now you're finishing your dissertation to finish your doctorate at the University of Utah. So, what aspect of Ernest Bloch are you exploring in your dissertation? Well, my dissertation is focused on the violin concerto that he wrote, um, which is actually a, a piece that's not performed very much. It's a fantastic piece. It's a major work. And um, however, he's he's more known for the Shalomo, for the solo cello, and um, and, and this, the Belsham Suite. Um, but the violin concerto is hardly ever played, and so I wanted to explore that a little bit. So you're writing about why he wrote it or where and and. What influences? What type? What do you look into when you're doing that? Well, I'm particular. Maybe the most interesting part is that I am um, looking into uh, how the violin concerto uh, differs from his other music. Mm. It's really interesting because Ernest Bloch is mainly known for writing uh, music that is uh, like of a Hebrew origin or having that flavor of Jewish music, um, and he himself was Jewish. Um, however, he didn't really uh, take authentic melodies. He just kind of created this, um, like you said, atmosphere mm. of uh, the style that he felt was the appropriate style and the right sound uh, for that. And anyway, so the violin concerto is interesting because it's not that at all. It's not at all what Bloch is known for. It's actually based on Native American themes. And so I just think that's a really interesting twist and uh, look at the composer through a different uh, vantage point, I guess. We're going to hear from another composer next, and this is quite a work. In fact, I feel like I should let you do push-ups and jump, jumping jacks to get ready for this, <laughs> this next work. So this is the, the Fantasy in C Major, Seven Movements by Franz Schubert. And uh, But you mentioned in some reading we were doing about his use of lead or song in this. And so tell us about this. What should we be listening for? Well, this is a lengthy piece. So about halfway through, um, we get the a set of theme, a theme and variations, basically. Um, and so this theme and variations is based on uh, a song that he wrote um, in his last year. And the, actually, this whole piece was written in his last year. It's just like maybe the most prolific year of his life. And he wrote every day. He's so prolific. Yes, absolutely. He, he, he wrote music all the time. Um, and it's really interesting that this, this final year in his life really um, brought out um, many of his most celebrated works. This, this piece is the Fantasy in C Major. We're going to get to hear the entire piece performed. So uh, go ahead, and if, if you're listening at home, just sort of, you know, pull that afghan around you or or let the dog out and let it stay out so <laughs> it's not going to disturb you. We get to hear this entire fantasy. And I did want to say, uh, Franz Schubert wrote this, as Jacob just said, just before the end of his life, he'd been living in Vienna for over a decade, earning a little bit of money from his music, but mostly sort of like the Beatles, getting by with a little help from his friends. And he said every day was the same routine, compose in the morning, then walks in the afternoon and song and wine with friends in the evening. And I want to read a quote from a friend. This maybe will set the mood for the time of his life when he wrote this. They said, anyone who had seen him only in the morning, in the throes of composition, his eyes shining, speaking even another language, will never forget it. Though in the afternoon, to be sure, he became another person. 
And that same friend wrote that there were also times when the black-winged demon of sorrow and melancholy forced its way into Schubert's vicinity. Not altogether an evil spirit, it is true, since in the dark, concentrated hours, it often brought out songs of the most agonizing beauty. That's the stage of Schubert's life when he wrote this seven-movement fantasy in C major, which we get to hear performed now by Jacob Hofer.
Schubert's Fantasy in C Major for Violin and Piano performed live in studio on Highway 89 by Jacob Hofer and Larry G. You know, if you interview an athlete right at the end of maybe the fourth quarter of the basketball game and they had no minutes on the bench and they came running out and you say, how is the game? That's how I feel <laughs> talking to you. I think you had two measures in there. You were able to hydrate. <laughs> yes. Grab a drink. Thank goodness <laughs> Schubert gave me a few measures rest. <laughs> uh, next time we'll bring Gatorade for you. Sounds good. <laughs> Beautifully done. I wanted to ask you, uh, I, I read that you have hobbies of cooking and ping pong and doing magic tricks. I think your biggest trick today was some of those soft, sustained high notes. I almost wondered if you were off the fingerboard and just pinching the string. It's very delicate. It's really hard to do. Yeah. Oh, well, well done. Well done. Thank you so Thank much, you. Jacob Hofer, for playing for us today. Thank you very much. Thanks to Larry G., who I think had eight entire counts of rest during that entire piece, if I was counting correctly. Thanks also to Mark Ferguson for turning pages. Well, that concludes this episode. Jacob Hofer is a founding member of the Roscoe, Roscoe String Quartet. He holds undergraduate and graduate music degrees from the Peabody Conservatory of Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore, Maryland. And he's wrapping up a doctorate from the University of Utah. 
Aside from violin, he's also trained in authentic Baroque performance and orchestral conducting. More information about Jacob Hofer and his latest projects can be found online at hofermusic.webs.com. That's H-O-F-E-R. We always love to hear from you, our listeners. You can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at BYUH89. And you never have to miss an episode. Listen on demand at your leisure via the show's website, byuradio.org slash highway89. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. Our recording engineer is Mark Waite, our student assistant, Abby Orlocker, and the show's producer is Jackie Tateishi. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.